Hello and welcome back to the She's Plant-Based podcast. I am super excited for today's episode. I'm here with Amber, who is the incredible human behind Modern Mind. Her account is a safe space for me, and I find that I'm always drawn to her posts. Her words, wisdom, and insight has really touched me and impacted my life in such a positive way. So I'm excited that we get to chat today and get to know Amber a bit better. So with all that being said, Amber, welcome. Thank you for being here today and taking time out of your day to chat with me. I'll let you take it from here. So please introduce yourself, share a little bit about who you are and your background. Firstly, that's so sweet. Thank you so much for those kind words. It's such like a privilege to be considered a safe space or my writing to be a safe space. Um, so it means a lot. Thank you. I am Amber Lyon. I run Modern Mind, which is a collection of my writing and design work uh, that's mindfulness focused, self-development focused, and it's a melding of spirituality and really like practical takeaways that people can implement on a daily basis. Uh, I started writing like a really long time ago, um, like thinking back to like being like seven or eight and like scribbling down poems and kind of insights and observations about the world and kind of why people behaved the way they did or why things happened the way that they did, how I felt about them. And it was such a private practice for such a long period of time, as all kind of creative pursuits tend to be. And I used to keep journals and hide them under my bed. And I was so embarrassed to like put my thoughts on paper. And eventually, uh, as I was traveling and I kind of moved away from my hometown in New Zealand, which is where I'm originally from, I had enough space between kind of who I'd grown up as and what I thought was possible and this new version of myself that was a young woman and trying to find herself in the world and where I fit in. I started the page and it's just slowly growing this community of people that are like-minded and aligned and values. It's really beautiful. <laughs> I love that. That's, that's a beautiful story. Writing is definitely very intimate. And I think that you have a really like uh, a beautiful way of simplifying things and I find that your posts are so simple but so effective and they really just hit home for me so thank you for sharing your words with this world I'm sure when you first started out it was probably a little bit scary so I'm curious like how did you get yourself to begin sharing online and putting your work out to the world for everyone to see I think it began, my background is in modeling and that's something that I got into really young. It's something that I always thought that I wanted to do. I was like, oh, it's so glamorous. And I idealized this kind of career pursuit. And a lot of that for me came from a place of like low self-worth and thinking that, you know, if someone booked me for a modeling job, that would mean that I was beautiful or I was talented. And I went down this rabbit hole for four or five years of my life, just constantly seeking this external validation through my work, which was kind of an externally based career choice. 
And it just got to the point where I was feeling more and more hollow and less and less satisfied with what I was doing. And I felt like I was only being seen for one side of who I was, which was this like physical side. And there's so much more to me as there is for anyone, you know, you you can't create just one role for yourself to play in the world. And I started diving deeper into writing because it was something that always brought me strength. It's the way I processed emotions. It's the way I processed the world. And I think the more and more I just opened up to getting into the habit of writing because that became like a joyful practice for me and a purposeful practice. I slowly started sharing more online and building a little community of like my best friends and my mom. That <laughs> it was so embarrassing. I was like, cool, I don't want my mom to like be reading this stuff. But I think that's where everyone starts. And it's so hard because for I think it was two and a half years a page sat on 300, 400 followers and it became a practice for me of just sharing something that I felt was more of me and something that I wanted to share that was more purposeful in the world. But it's really hard because you don't always get that validation for that work off the bat. Mm -hmm. And that's come later, which is amazing, but I don't think that can be like the goal or intention of doing this work necessarily what are your thoughts on that because you help so many people I mean your story really speaks to me I I think I, I was looking at like an article or something that you're talking about you wanted to remain anonymous when you first started and I was the same way so I you know went to school was a waitress but like there was this part of me, I was like, I don't want to take the normal traditional route. I wanted to do something. I wanted to work for myself. But I remember when I first, you know, started my page, um, I wanted to be anonymous. I didn't want people to know who I was. I was embarrassed. Like when my friends and stuff started following me, I'm like, okay, wow. Like they're really seeing this whole different side of me who's like spiritual and deep and, you know, I'm sharing like recipes and all this stuff. So I totally like relate to that aspect of like wanting to like almost like hide yourself in a way and like that fear of being seen it's like are people going to accept me are people going to like this and I'm sure you've experienced this too but I found that the more that I've just put myself out there and showed the world this is who I am and I'm not afraid to you know share my voice and very similar thing did you as you like it took me a couple of years to kind of see that growth with my account. So it almost felt like I was just, you know, talking to myself, but it was nice. It was, it was therapeutic. It was an outlet. So yeah, I don't know. It's been a really transformative thing for me to see where I'm at now with, you know, she's plant-based and not only has me being open online helped me, but it helps so many other women. And I'm super grateful now to, you know, run a business and help women change mentally, physically, emotionally, find that deep healing within them. Because I was once that lost girl who was like, I wish I just found people who were like me. I feel so alone and having a platform, having a community has really created this safe space. I think it is that as well as when you 
really step out and own your vulnerability, which is actually arguably easier when you have less people kind of in your audience because it's less pressure for it to be perfect or for it to be really like transformational or these it just take it winds down the pressure that you put on your shoulders as an audience grows but I really think it's so important for people to be vulnerable be honest and share that if they feel called to because when you embody those parts of yourself you call forward those parts of other people as well and they may not, may not be parts that they're willing to embrace right now or looking to dive deep into, but just even acknowledging that someone else has those thoughts or those feelings, it's you feel a little more at home in the world because you're not alone, at least, in what you're going through. Because exactly. if everyone like bottled it up, we'd all just be like, you know, smoke and mirrors, like yeah. not being honest about it. Yeah, no, I totally feel that. I I remember even before starting my platform, I always felt connected to people that I was watching on YouTube or even just like on Instagram, being really open about, you know, their own personal struggles because I had like an eating disorder and I just struggled with a lot of things. And I always felt so alone. And like the fact that there was someone online that, you know, maybe I didn't want to admit it to myself or I couldn't admit it to my family and friends. I felt so connected to this other person online because we share similar struggles and they gave me light because I was like, if they can get out of it, so can I. It reminds me of that, that, like holding a light for people. And I kind of think that the more honest you are and more vulnerable you are, especially through pain, because it's really pain that teaches us our greatest lessons and gives us a lot of purpose in our life. And it's such a weird thought because I also am of the belief that like, not everyone needs these horrible experiences to learn that you can learn in different ways. Absolutely. But it does tend to be our painful experiences, our painful emotional experiences that really shape us into who we are, shape us into teachers. If that's, you know, for you and I, what we're doing, it is kind of this role of like a, a guiding hand, like a nurturing older sister, like someone that's like walking beside you as you're going through the same thing. Mm -hmm. And I almost feel like it's our responsibility for anyone that's been through that and made it out the other side to walk back and be like, hey, does anyone else need to find their way out of this rabbit hole? (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Yeah. Darkness is our, is our greatest teacher. So for you, like, how do you deal when those negative thoughts and emotions come up? Like, what do you do? It's evolved kind of as I've grown and got deeper into my practices. Like, if we go way back um, to when I was younger, early 20s, my response would have been immediately to react, to loop on these negative thoughts about myself, to assume the worst of the situation, and detach as quickly as possible, just be like, ah, connection, intimacy, too sensitive, too tough. And obviously I found that that didn't work for me. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I sought out different practices and I got into mindfulness and meditation and exercise and slowly started kind of crafting the pretty much like a maintenance plan 
like an emotional maintenance plan, which is my morning routine. It's like things that leave me feeling better off or better balanced and a better mood, better mindset, like meditation, yoga, talking to someone I love, doing something kind for somebody else. So that gives me like a base level, even if I don't necessarily need it on a daily basis. It's like, it's carrying me through. But if something really comes up, I practice self-soothing now. So where I used to be like, it's your fault. It's because like, you're not good enough. Or it's because like, there's someone bitter or you know, that negative dialogue, those will still come up, but instead of like latching onto them and like letting them carry me like wild horses along the grass, like I kind of just like, I sit and I give myself like an alternative thought. Mm -hmm. So if I like regulate my breathing, just like focusing on that so I can create some space and then questioning, okay, how do I know that to be true? Do I have enough evidence to know this to to be true? What if it was this alternative situation that was like an empowering situation? And I find that through kind of creating questioning and alternatives, it just diffuses this like one track mindset that can like lead us down a really dark path and lead us to acting from a place of like low self-worth and the impact and the consequences of acting from that place are usually never good so (laughs) being able to pause regulate my breathing and question my thoughts like that three-step process really helps me navigate those times that's beautiful I love that I feel like same like in my past I used to be so reactive I need to get out I need to go get drunk I need to like go make bad decisions And really just like taking that moment when you feel whatever negative emotion that's coming up, whether it's anger, sadness, frustration, taking that step back and just learning how to be an observer. Um, That's why I love meditation because it really just teaches you how to take yourself outside of the situation and look at it from a different perspective and be like, okay, like what's going on? Why are these feelings come up? What triggered me? Um, Is this rational? And we tend to latch on to those negative thoughts. I remember hearing we have like around 70,000 thoughts per day. So like when we think about what thoughts that we're focusing on, like a lot of them are the negative ones. And so being able to kind of just redirect that is is so important, so powerful. So thank you for those tips. Super helpful. Um, So for someone who is new on their like healing self-discovery journey, what advice would you give them? Like, how can they start taking care of themselves? I think it's a really like valuable question, honestly, because we all come to this work and these resources at different stages. And I don't think that there's one stage that's better or worse than the other. It's just like wherever you're at. And that's like perfectly crafted for where you are and you're exactly where you're meant to be right now like you're not too late to start um, and you're not too early either so (laughs) any time is a good time Um, but I think reaching for what's slightly higher than where you are right now but still within reach so 
making things really manageable, setting goals that are really attainable. So if there's certain things that someone or someone's wanting to work on about themselves or wanting to introduce into their lifestyle, instead of setting these like really ginormous goals of I want to be working out six times a week I want to meditate every single morning and I've been there I've done that and I've pretty much failed every single time so (laughs) just like my advice would be how could you set some goals that were really like attainable because the key when you're starting out is just like building some self-trust and I think self-trust and self-discipline are the same thing in my mind I prefer to call it self-trust because that feels like a warm hug, you know, rather than this like bootstrap, like you must do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but how can we be consistent with our new practices in a really manageable way so that we actually feel good about that progress and then can start to introduce more on top of that? What is like how would you like how do you feel about that like what your advice would be to someone starting out yeah I mean so same thing that's where I start off with my clients um because I do one-on-one coaching and same thing I felt like when I had to like start this new journey and to begin healing like I had to change my entire lifestyle and that's just not realistic it's gonna overwhelm you you're gonna burn out and it's gonna be too difficult so starting with small, realistic, tiny habits, things that you can do that day. So maybe that looks like a five minute meditation and going on a walk. And so by just doing those two things, those one to two things that you committed to do that day, you begin to build that self-trust and you begin to build that confidence. Oh, look, I can do these two things that I said I was going to do. And it's working. It's supporting me. And so it gives them that confidence and it gave me that confidence. Okay. Like I can, I can really do this. I can really start committing to myself and start taking care of myself. And it's going to look different for everyone. I think with social media, it's super easy to look at what other people are doing, their morning routine, their night routine, how they care for themselves. And sometimes they do things because they have to, And I'm all about intuitive living, trusting your intuition. You're nodding your head. So I know that you agree, but like checking back in with yourself. Okay. Like, what do I want? Like, what's going to feel good for me? How can I care for myself? Like kind of just blocking out that noise. I think it's good to use things as inspiration, but I've definitely been in that cycle where I'm like looking at what everyone else is doing online. I'm like, I don't want to, you know, I went through a phase where I'm like, I hate journaling. I don't want to write in my journal, but I felt like I had to do it because I'm like, this is how I care for myself. So I think an important question that you have to begin to ask yourself and creating space for that is like, what sounds good? Like what sounds fun? What is going to help me? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Because it's a balance, right? Because I think it's so important to find where you're intuitively pulled like where your curiosity is where that joy is because like when we follow that it always leads us to good places like I love to see joy as like the breadcrumbs to like the pot of gold which is just like feeling good all the time you know but like the joke of it is like just walking there is feeling good as well it's as good as like getting to the destination but sometimes you don't feel like doing it and so where's that line between I'm going to push through anyway and I'm going to like only do things when I feel like it 
-hmm. And I feel like it's just like the word intuition just plays such a key role in that process because deep down underneath the noise of the mind and what you should and shouldn't be doing, there's kind of like a, like an inner knowing of like what the right move is. And especially with goals and kind of trying to align ourselves with new behaviors, like a lot of the time, like those don't feel natural, but our intuition knows that if we stay consistent with them, it will lead us to those feelings of joy as well. So I think just showing up wherever you're at and wherever that may be, maybe you do a different form of med- like meditation than you normally would, or maybe you do a different form of movement than you normally would, but just being consistent. The joy is not necessarily there all the time, but overall it is. It's kind of like that arc feeling. Yeah. Like, I think the main thing is like, you're not always going to feel motivated and inspired to do what's, what's best for you. I definitely have my mornings where I'm like, Oh, like, I just want to lay in bed. I just want to be here. But like, I really have to push myself and something that um, really motivates me and gets me out of bed and makes me like show up when I find that I don't want to go to the gym, but I know like the end result, I'm going to feel good is like thinking about my future self and how she's, she shows up in the world I'm like, I have to begin to do things for her, not even for myself right now, even if it's uncomfortable, like we only grow when we're uncomfortable. So yeah, I love that. Um, I kind of want to go back to what we were talking about because I get a lot of questions about like intuition and, and how you like build a better relationship with your intuition. So for you, how have you strengthened your own intuition? really it's such a fascinating concept intuition like it's because it's so abstract it's really hard to define because it's really a different experience for everyone um just before like I dive into like my personal experience there's like one bit of feedback for intuition that really resonated with me and I'm not sure maybe with you too but intuition is in the now so your intuitive hits happen in the moment like in the present moment And if you're having kind of thoughts and feelings about the future or the past, like that's the noise of your mind. So I found that was like a really good insight into, okay, how do I discern between like me thinking like this plane's going to go down and like maybe, and actually right now it's fine and we're good. So (laughs) that helped me a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, Connecting into my own intuition was really born from a place of like being able to be still with myself like solo time so I'm naturally more introverted so it makes it maybe a little easier I know it's harder for extroverts to carve that time out but it's kind of impossible to get to know yourself unless you spend time with yourself and to me that looks like just quality time like being able to sit with myself doing things I like and kind of just being really soft and gentle like a friend and I find that in those times where it's just like following little curiosities when I'm online or on YouTube or on Instagram or I'm reading something I kind of my intuition will pull me in different directions and I'm still enough to hear it so that I know where to go Versus if I'm so busy all the time and I'm really social and I'm always around other people, I find it really hard to connect with that space. How do you like kind of 
cultivate that? Because I'm curious, because is it similar? Is it really different? Yeah. So I really resonate with the advice that you gave in the beginning that intuition is present and it's in the now. And it's super easy to like, if these thoughts are coming up, like about the future and we have these fears, like the example that you gave is the plane going to go down. Is this bad thing going to happen? Like that is fear-based. And so a big question that I have to like ask myself is when I can't differentiate my intuition or if it's fear, like I just ask myself, is this coming from a place of love or Mm -hmm. is this coming from a place of fear? And I find that asking myself that question is, is huge and has helped me a lot. Um, Same thing for me too, stillness. Like that is when my intuition is the loudest is when I am still, whether that's in a meditation, um, in nature, taking a yoga class. Like I have so many downloads. I don't know about you, but like doing social media for my job, I find that when I'm in the car or when I'm on a walk or when I'm cooking, like I really just try not to have too much noise around me. Maybe I'll listen to like some frequencies or a meditation, but I think usually because there's just so much noise around me that I feel super disconnected from myself that I find that even in like day-to-day tasks, I really just like to like be present and like come back to myself and, and see how I'm feeling, checking back in with myself. I find that those like simple things can be super helpful because I was someone in the past that I constantly had to be around people. I was too scared to be alone. I, you know, had to be intoxicated or I had to be working. I was a workaholic. And so I always had to keep busy because I was scared of that, like inner voice. I was scared of being alone, but now that like, I've built such a better relationship with it and I've built more trust. Like I feel safe to be in that stillness and feel safe to be alone because that's when I feel most connected to myself. It's a, it's a really interesting point you bring up about not feeling safe to be by yourself. And I think it's something that we all experience, especially when we're living our lives in a way that on some level, we know that isn't aligned with our values or where we want to be going. So being still would mean like having to look at that and having to hear it. And it's kind of like hands over the ears, like, la, 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 I don't want to know. (laughs) But there's nothing scary about that place and even when you tap into it and even when you're living of your life in a way where you're not aligned with your values your intuition and kind of that inner knowing is never mean it's never it's it's not heavily criticizing like your mind that intuition is kind of like a warm hug from like your mother like it's it's a really nourishing feeling And I think because we get so caught up in our minds and like what that feeling is of like being feeling berated all the time, especially if we're being judgmental in ourselves, you kind of think your intuition is going to treat you the same way. I'm like talking like them, like they're people, but that's like just how I relate to things. (laughs) But it's never just for anyone that's like in that space right now, it's never as scary as you think it's going to be. Like you're going to be okay when you tap into that space. Yeah. No, I love that. And I love the point that you brought up, like your intuition is is soft. Like I really think of like the feminine is like a warm hug. And so I think too, people often overlook their, their um, intuitive pings, those downloads, because it 
is so soft. And I'm like, that chatter that's going on in your mind, that is anxiety, that is fear. So that's why stillness is so important to really, um, to really like begin to cancel out that noise and see, okay, what is that soft voice telling me? And sometimes it's not something that we want to hear, but it's something that like we already know. You know, in the past when I've been in like toxic relationships, my intuition's like, this isn't good for you. This isn't good for you. And like, what did I do? I still continue to date that person. And then I came back to that original thought that I felt, that original feeling that I felt. I'm like, okay, my I was right this entire time, but I decided to ignore that. And so sometimes you begin to learn lessons and you're like, okay, that's what my intuition was. Like it was speaking to me and I ignored that. I've been there. I've been there, honestly. It's so, there's a, I think it's an Oprah soul food conversation or super soul conversation. And she was saying, you know, life is always speaking to you. Like your intuition is always speaking to you. And like, at first it's like a feather and then it's like a softball and then it's like a brick to the head until you like actually hear it. So it's like, if you do tap into that space, you might save yourself a brick. And then I promise you like, look wherever we're at and however we have to learn our lessons like I've been there as well I've had several bricks to the face like <laughs> it's nicer to receive the feather when you tap into your own intuition yeah yeah no I agree I love that yeah I'm so happy we got to talk about this because I feel like having a woman-based audience a lot of women I just find are like wanting to step more outside of their masculine and wanting to tap more into their feminine and part of that is their intuition they're like I don't know what's good for me. I've just been told I have to do all these things. And so I'm glad that we had this conversation. It's definitely going to help many people. Um, Just to switch gears a little bit, because I'm curious, and I'm sure this advice could really help me as well. But how do you find, you know, the balance between work and then also your mental, emotional and spiritual self? It's a really great question. And you touched on it a little earlier about being involved with social media and that's become more and more of my focus and more and more of my day spent on that platform because it's become like my career it leaves you feeling disconnected it's such a strange thought because it's this platform that in some ways can really leave us feeling more connected and more seen and uh more heard by people but it can also leave us feeling like really alone even though we can see so many people online. And I think it's been personally like a difficult thing to navigate and something that I've really had to introduce boundaries on because if I focus too much on social media and everything else that's going on on there, like other people's pages, what they're doing, how they're presenting their work, it's too noisy and it ends up just like overwhelming me emotionally, physically, spiritually, like all of the above. So now to kind of like manage that, I've introduced like some stricter boundaries. So I'll spend an hour on social media in the morning and I'll spend 45 minutes to an hour at night. And that's kind of uploading content or that's replying to dms and kind of like engaging with the audience but not letting it be my whole life because it's really easy to slip into that and your whole life is actually here in this outside world waiting for you to join it 
and the most meaningful connections that we can make truthfully are always in person like I love this platform to be able to connect and share and really like potentially like help people but on a personal basis like my level of contentment and fulfillment and like feeling loved and loving is like through my relationships and my life and I feel like I have to place my focus there consciously so that I don't get sucked in it's a fine balance but how have you found that because you it's the same for you your career is like social media Mm -hmm. it was really difficult in the beginning um you know posting online taking clients um I've always been someone that's like a really hard worker and so it's really easy and natural for me to work longer hours than usual. I was finding myself up until like midnight, 1am doing work. Obviously, like that takes a toll on you. I always say you can't pour from an empty cup. And so when my cup's not filled up, like I'm also not going to show up as my best self online. And I thought I found myself going through that, especially during the very beginning. So it's definitely something that can be really challenging to still navigate, but I think setting more, you know, phone boundaries when I wake up, I'm not touching my phone, I'm having my morning routine. Um, I know I've tried to like time schedule different things like Monday through Wednesday are like my heavy work days. That's my client days. Those are the days that I take meetings. So like trying to like batch things. And so I know what days I have to do what, because working for yourself you don't have a boss. You don't have someone telling you what to do and at what time. So you have to create a lot of structure. So just putting things in, it's there. And, you know, when it's time for work to be over, I really just try to disconnect and do things in my normal day-to-day life that really just begin to bring me joy. And I've taken a big step back. I used to like be on Instagram at night. Um, but now I've just like been replacing it with other things and then like crowding out instead of like being on my phone, I, you know, I'm going on a walk with my boyfriend or I'm going to the gym or I'm having a girl's night with my friends and like scheduling that in instead, because when I find that I am alone, it's really easy for me to, you know, be on my phone and check that and someone DM me or someone posted this, or there's this video and it can be addicting, especially even with TikTok and Instagram. And there's just endless information. And so I've even found myself with all that information, losing a sense of self. I'm like, wait, like I'm consuming so much of this. Like, who am I though? (laughs) And yeah, yeah, it's a really interesting thing to navigate. I feel like I go through waves definitely, but I would say like right now I've definitely have created more healthy boundaries and by doing that like I just have more energy I'm more inspired and I just want to show up um on my platform even more and that's it like your inspiration and comes from your experiences right so it's part of that is like being involved and experiencing your life and experiencing people and experiencing relationships because like as I think it's really helpful for it to be like a part of my life like in a really rewarding fulfilling part but like not my whole life like there has to be substance going on and just like to touch on your point about like scheduling 
like time with your boyfriend or time with friends. Like it sounds strange, but you really have to schedule this stuff. Like you have to be like, okay, on a Sunday, like I'm scheduling time with my friends because otherwise it just like the week plays out and you don't make time for it. And then another week passes, you know? So I'd love that, like to really like be conscious of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's helpful. And, you know, it's, I think it's difficult because I'm sure you relate to this too, like doing something that you're so passionate about, like it's so easy to show up. And so sometimes it can be hard taking that step back, but you mentioned how, you know, we find inspiration in our day-to-day life. So my next question for you is like, how do you find inspiration for your work? What inspires you? Sometimes it's, I've never like scheduled my posts. Like it's a really like intuitive process. Like I'll sit down to write every morning. Some of it I share, some of it I don't share, but I pretty much share when I do share, it's raw. It's kind of like whatever's been on my mind that day, whatever has intuitively come through. And it can be triggered. A lot of the time it comes to me, like through what we were talking about before, like when I'm moving my body, I'm in nature and there's kind of enough space in my mind for things to come through. And I know that some people like refer to it as like this higher creative entity and like tapping into source and there's like a million names for it. But I think that for me, I relate to in a way of like, it's just like my inner creativity. And sometimes like when you follow your intuition of where you're led on that it just like happens to resonate with people at the same time I think a lot of the time people can be going through stuff at a similar time so my style has just like followed that really like natural and organic rhythm of like what's going on in my world and allowing my own processing of that to be shared and seeing how that might help someone else's processing of the same thing because it wouldn't resonate if someone else wasn't also going through that same experience. It's a, it's a really like feminine process and it's a really intuitive process, process truthfully. Yeah. I love that. That is so beautiful. And that's something that I relate to a lot as well. People are like, how do you come up with this? How do you, I'm like, it's all intuitive. It's all just like listening to my intuition and not overthinking it. And I don't know about you, but like, I definitely get questions of like, how to grow a platform? How do I know what to post? How do I know what to do? And I'm like, it's all intuition based. Like, it's so easy to like get caught up in like, here's the 10 steps to grow your platform and how to make content. (laughs) Like a lot of it, like, let it come from your intuition because that is going to speak to people. Like, there's a reason why I'm drawn to you. There's a reason why so many people are drawn to you. Like we can just like, feel that it's coming from the heart you know and so I think that's like the best place to come from when it does come um to like creative work is really tapping again back into your intuition and letting that guide you throughout the the process of your work it's so funny there's this whole movement on Instagram at the moment I don't know if I've just been like subscribed to some like whack kind of like marketing program but it's like how to grow this in x month number of days how my sales funnel did this and I'm like oh my god like (laughs) it's just so 
like inauthentic and so like it just feels so unnatural to me like I had no idea how my page grew how it did like people have asked me that they're like oh my god that's so cool how do you do it and I'm like sometimes I'll play it off really cool and be like oh you know (laughs) but other times I'm just honest and I'm like I have no idea (laughs) Yeah. yeah like Amber what was your what was your business plan like what, <laughs> yeah. what all the tactics like who'd you learn from you're like my intuition baby. that's it <laughs> <laughs> I love that I love that um so next question is is how do you create more joy in your life it's funny because I'm I love this question so much my middle name is actually Joy. Oh so like, <laughs> it's like Amber Joy Lion. I like, it's from my grandmother. And it's something that is just like such a focus in my life. It's actually like something I'm playing with for a title of a book. And because I innately know, intuitively know, and like feel in my heart and soul, like how important the role of joy is in our lives. And I think a lot of us have reserved that feeling for some future point in time, some achievement, some relationship, and it's just robbing us of such a delight of like feeling good and letting us find any excuse to feel joy. And it's something like I really well and truly live by is to seek it out. Like I'm kind of like, uh and private investigator for joy in my day (laughs) like wherever it is I will find it (laughs) um and it's become such a like delightful process for me because every single day is riddled with joy it's just a matter of like being able to find it and I think the way that we see joy at the moment is oh it will come to me once x y and z happens but it's more of actually a process of like cultivating it for ourselves and finding the capacity to see it in like the little moments Mm -hmm. so when something like silly happens like I was baking cookies yesterday and like the flour exploded everywhere on the floor and like for me like that's an opportunity to feel joy because I'm like this is so ridiculous like (laughs) or just like little moments like with friends or family I really find any excuse to cultivate that. I love that. That's beautiful. It really comes down to perspective and and how you wanna how you wanna view it. It's like that flower could have dropped and you could have been upset and it could have ruined your day. But you know, you're like, you know what? Like this is silly. This is funny. I got messy. I almost like it's kind of like that inner child. Like you you yes. see flower on the floor. You're covered with flower, and so I think it really is perspective and I think that if you want to create more joy in your life you just have to like open up your eyes a little bit and you can find the joy and just like sitting with a cup of coffee it doesn't have to like be this extreme thing and you have to go on this trip and you earn this trip or whatever like it can just be you know talking to someone at a coffee shop um playing with my cat it really is those simple things so So thank you for sharing that. Um, So my final question is, is how can people work with you? I know you have your magnetic membership. So 
tell us a little bit more about that and in your work. The magnetic membership was a really exciting kind of extension to the page. So a lot of what I share on there, I kind of, and I used to actually post about this a lot, are invitations. Like it's invitations for self-inquiry. It's invitations to look deeper at something. And just the nature of Instagram, it's impossible to like dive deep to really like get to the core of something. Uh, one, like no one would read it, like to be too long to fit in the captions, like you have a limit. Um, so I started a membership program where I could provide all my favorite wellness resources that like I have noticed when I use them regularly have actually changed my life. A lot of those are meditation focus a lot of those there's a lot of workshops in there on self-confidence um, like embodying the most authentic version of ourselves but what I'm working on at the moment is kind of these reprogramming meditations so that we can like really like dive into like what's the core belief that's going on here that's blocking me from feeling good that's blocking me from being able to see those joyful moments because it's really easy to read something and like feel good in a moment, which is really still important to me. But I wanted to provide a resource where we could dive deep and like really make some like arctic shifts. <laughs> I love that. That's incredible. Um, yeah, it's like really teaching people, okay, like it's great to be reading this information and it is inspiring, but now like you're providing people with like the tools and tips on things that they can begin to implement and do in their life and you hold a space for them um, where they can begin to do these practices because a lot of times people are too scared to do it on their own or they don't know how so really just I, I admire your work and you know thank you for all that you do and being able to just share your wisdom and I know that comes from your own experiences you're just teaching people what you've learned on your own journey and and that's just incredible Oh my gosh, um, the feeling is so mutual. I'm so in awe of everything you're doing and the way you show up for your community and you do that by showing up for yourself. It's such a like a beautiful thing to see and like be a part of your community as well, you know? Thank you. All right, Amber, you have been such a gem. I wish you guys can see her right now. She just embodies like feminine goddess energy and has such a calming presence. I have just enjoyed our conversation and really getting to getting to know you. I just feel so connected to you. Um, so thank you for being a huge inspiration in my life. And I know after listening to this episode, my audience feels the same way. So please go ahead and share where people can find you, drop your handle, website, you know, any events that are coming up and any other sources you want to share. Bless you. Um, what are like beautiful words to share. Uh, people can find me at Modern Mind on Instagram or the website is modernmind.earth, uh, which is where you can find the membership, journal posts, like free meditations and kind of like an extension of resources. Amazing. And then I'll add all of that into the show notes as well. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Amber, for being here. And I will talk to all of you next Tuesday.